Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be your reader today. This Monday, the 6th of November or the 22nd of Cheshvan on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha called Chaye Sarah and that means Sarah's life. And a scripture reading from the Torah today will be Genesis or Bereshit chapter 23 verse 17 through chapter 24 and verse 9. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord. I'm sure if you've been following us for some time, you do know this blessing by heart. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our master. So let's start in Genesis 23. Now Ephron's field that is in Machpelah next to Mamre, the field and the cave that is in it, and all the trees that are in the field and all its surrounding territory, was handed over to Abraham as a purchased possession in the eyes of the sons of Het before all those who entered the gate of his city. Afterward, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, next to Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave that was in it were handed over to Abraham as a gravesite from the sons of Het. Now, Abraham was old, advanced in years, and the Lord blessed Abraham in everything. Then Abraham said to his servant, the oldest in his household, who managed everything that belonged to him, Now put your hand under my thigh, so that I may make you take an oath by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from among the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am dwelling. On the contrary, to my land and to my relatives you must go and get a wife for my son, Etzchak. But the servant said to him, Suppose the woman were unwilling to follow after me to this land, should I then have your son go back to the land you came from? 
Abraham said to him, See to it that you don't return my son there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from my native land, and who spoke to me and made a pledge to me, saying, To your seed I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you will take a wife from my son from there. If the woman is not willing to follow after you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Nevertheless, you must not return my son there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and he made a pledge to him concerning this matter. That was Genesis twenty-three seventeen through 24, 9. Now we have the portion from the prophets, and we will read Judges, or Shoftim, chapter 4. But Bnei Israel again did what was evil in the Lord's eyes, after Ehud had died. So the Lord sold them over into the hand of Yabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Chatzor. His army commander was Sisera, who lived in Haroshet Hagoyim. So Bnei Israel cried out to the Lord, for he had nine hundred iron chariots and had harshly oppressed Bnei Israel for twenty years. Now Dvorah, a woman who was a prophetess, the wife of Lapidot, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm tree of Dvorah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and Bnei Israel came up to her for judgment. Now she sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Hasn't the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go, march to Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Tzvulun? Then at the Kishon torrent I will draw out to you Sisera, commander of the Yabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will give him into your hand. But Barak said to her, If you are going with me, then I will go. But if you aren't going with me, I won't go. Surely I will go with you, she said. However, no honor will be yours on the way that you are about to go, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. So Dvorah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. Then Barak summoned Tzvolun and Naphtali together to Kedesh, and ten thousand men marched up after him, and Dvorah went up with him. Now Hever the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, from the children of Hovav, the father-in-law of Moshe, and had pitched his tent as far as the oak in Sananim, which is near Kadesh. They told Sisera that Barak, son of Avinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So Sisera ordered all his chariots, 900 iron chariots, and all the troops that were with him, from Haroshet Hagoyim to the Kishon. Then Dvorah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord will deliver Sisera into your hand. Has the Lord not gone out before you? 
So Barak came down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. The Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and all his army into confusion before Barak with the edge of the sword. Then Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Haroshet Hagoyim. The whole army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not one was left. Meanwhile, Sisera fled on foot to the tent of Yael, the wife of Hever the Kenite. For there was peace between King Yavin of Hatzor and the house of Hever the Kenite. So Yael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me. Don't be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a blanket. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a skin of milk and made him drink some and covered him. Then he said to her, Stand at the entrance of the tent, and if anyone comes and asks you, saying, is there a man here? Then you will say, There is no one. Then Yael, Hever's wife, took a tent pin and got a hammer in her hand, approached him stealthily and drove the pin into his temple until it pierced through into the ground, for he was exhausted and in a deep sleep. So he died. Now behold, as Barak was pursuing Caesarea, Yael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he entered with her, and behold, Sisera was lying dead with a tent pin in his temple. So on that day God subdued King Yabin of Canaan before Bnei Israel. The hand of Bnei Israel pressed hard on King Yabin of Canaan, until they had cut off King Yavin of Canaan. That was Judges chapter 4. Now we have the portion of the writings and we will read Psalm 27. Of David, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, whom should I dread? When evildoers approached me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army camp besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war breaks out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will hide me in his sukkah, conceal me in the shelter of his tent, and set me high upon a rock. Then will my head be high above my enemies around me, in his tabernacle I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, sing praises to the Lord. Hear, Lord, when I call with my voice, be gracious to me and answer me. To you my heart says, seek my face. 
Your face, Lord, I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me or forsake me. O oh God, my salvation. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. Surely I trust that I will seek the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. That was Psalm or Telim 27. Now we have arrived to the final portion, which is the apostolic writings. And we are going to read Matityahu, or Matthew, chapter 22, verses 1 through 22. Yeshua answered and spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who made a wedding feast for his son. He sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who were invited, Look, I prepared my meal. My oxen and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But paying no attention, they went away, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest grabbed these servants, humiliated them, and killed them. Now the king became furious. Sending his troops, he destroyed those murderers and set fire to their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. So go into the highways and byways and invite everyone you find to the wedding feast. And those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look over the guests, he saw a man there who wasn't dressed in wedding clothes. Friend, he said to him, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? But the man was silent, and the king said to his servants, Tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness. In that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might trap him with a word. And they sent to him some of their disciples, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are honest and teach the way of God in truth. And what others think doesn't concern you, for you do not look at man's appearance. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it permitted to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Yeshua, knowing their wickedness, said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, 
Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they said to him. Then he said to them, Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And hearing this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. That was Matthew 22, 1 through 22. However, if you are reading now also the apostolic writings twice this year, you would read Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. May you have a blessed day and his shalom. Bye for now from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.